0: hello guys and welcome to the voice notes Unscripted podcast episode 11 so excited to to, to be back today we've got a couple of a uh, couple of cool topics to discuss for you today um but first Stu, how are you doing very
1: very well things are going good we kind of we're just on a roll at the moment trying to get this thing moving and we appreciate everyone's positive comments towards what we've got to say i've been kind of trying to tune into the world kind of like observing life around me to see kind of what the common troubles are, especially at this time of year in January when we've got new people joining the gym, the new people then leaving the gym, and then we've got the existing people kind of looking to migrate around and stuff like that. So I was just talking to Rory prior to uh starting up about this topic, and it's interesting because what I'm about to say it affects a lot of people, not only not only like young uh teenagers young adults middle-aged people older people men women there's this concept of guilt for not training and now it really interests me because the person i'm thinking of in, in particular they train like six times a week so it's like should you feel guilty for not sticking to that where that is a lot of like committed time and we're going to say at least six hours a week to the gym and I'm thinking, should you feel guilty? Um, and obviously, this is going to be there's a lot of context required, but have you had a lot of um exposure to clients feeling guilty for not training and things like that, Rora?
0: Yeah, definitely, I think so. Um, I think that first and foremost, the biggest thing is like, like you said, mate, like, what's the context? Like, you know, if someone's like poorly and ill. Uh, and they can't train. you know, Don't don't feel guilty about it. Like life happens sometimes. If it's an emergency, you know, don't feel guilty about it. So you've got to have that honest conversation with yourself sometimes. Like you say, training six times a week is it's a lot of work in the gym. So is it realistic, or actually, are you someone who needs four or five uh, times per week? Is that more realistic around your other commitments? um But like I said to you before, mate. Like I think if let's say if it's someone who's training three four times a week you you finish work you're on your way home you've got two options turn left to the gym or turn (laughs) right to go home and you turn right and then you're I suppose you're uh, you're left in the following days wondering why you're not progressing you've got to have that honest conversation with yourself you know no one can do it for you so you know I suppose you've got to have that honest chat with yourself as to okay was that a choice I made and maybe it's a choice that isn't going to take me towards my goals and I'm going to accept it and own it or is it a genuine reason you're only human and actually don't even bother spending two seconds stressing about it
1: yeah for sure I mean there's two ways we can look at this we have got like the beginner kind of way where we're trying to form a new habit and yes this is just going to take discipline but then you've got the more Intermediate trainee who's been training for longer, and there's more variables, and you know, like the the habit is well formed, like the gym is a normal go-to thing to do. So the conversation becomes a little bit it forks off in two different directions there. But for the for the more intermediate trainee, I think there is a lot to be said to know one, it's not just about showing up and doing the minimal amount of work. We've discussed intensity at length, and it's something that I'm quite big on. I think it's a conversation as rory said with yourself again it's like when i turn up to the gym am i putting in the intensity that i that i require in order to get the results that i want or am i just ticking the box to, to show up to the gym and now don't get me wrong to be fair you don't always need to go for the intensity especially if you're just trying to make sure you're moving active and stuff like that keep the re- keep the habit there there is that element of it but it's a really tricky one because like this is why it got my brain whirring because like there's a there's a guy as well he's like oh i don't like i was talking to him in the sauna he's like oh i didn't come monday tuesday over christmas period so i feel like i feel guilty to myself so i've got to come in so this is a more beginner trainee yeah and but again i've heard it it's like oh like oh i didn't show up so i've got to put in a good good effort now so I think it's a question of your identity with yourself, yeah, kind of like yeah. who who do I identify as in order to kind of like say I am, like I identify as someone who goes to the gym. It's kind of one of the things I, I do. Therefore, I show up. If I didn't go to the gym like four times a week, I'd, I'd feel a bit questionable about that. And perhaps that plays into it. I'm not too sure.
0: Mate, I think another thing as well that I want to add to that is like, we should be striving to have a positive relationship with the gym not a negative one yeah so a lot of people like a culture that i don't sort of get on with too well is like oh i've got to go to the gym or like ah and you know i i need to go to the gym otherwise i'm gonna stay overweight you know kind of like this negative like it's almost like a punishment place yeah when people treat it as a punishment place like i go for suffering and I don't think that is a good thing to do. I think we should use exercise and the gym definitely as a positive thing. Okay, I'm not saying you're always going to be jumping for joy to go. I think we both agree, mate. Like each week, we definitely have at least one or two sessions where we don't feel like that. But it's a positive place in that. I know as soon as I get there, I'm probably going to have a decent session. I'm going to feel a million times better. I'll be a little bit closer to my physical goal, whatever it might be at that time. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, putting another action in that's kind of reaffirming the identity and the habit of, of of you are someone who trains and exercises and you know what each time you go you learn so like if you have a bad session why did you have a bad session if you have a good session brilliant you learned that x is working you learned that you are you know progressing in the right direction so i, I don't i think we should change away from like negative relationships with the gym um i think that's so so important
1: yeah, for sure, and I like to think, talk about dopamine a lot, but it's it's such a hot topic for me. But like, there is the there is a the gym can be painful and not in a painful way as oh I broke my leg, but kind of a it is your muscle burn sensation. Discomfort. You're pushing yourself. Yeah, exactly. Discomfort—that's the perfect word. So you you are pushing your capabilities. And I think that there's something so empowering, like for life, if you can kind of take that discomfort and then reframe it to say, oh, this isn't actually a negative. Like, let's kind of rewire my brain here to say, oh, this pain is actually like a good thing and like that's, that's a difficult thing to do because we're always taught oh pain is negative and you know the wire the wires in the brain like kind of associate that like again probably from social media and stuff like that the things you've consumed like the tv or whatever it's like oh gym negative and stuff like that but like consciously making that effort to think you know what this pain means good things it's like the classic instagram quote where it's um sweat leaving the body is like crying or some or something of that nature if you know what i mean um i forget what it is exactly now it's been a little while but uh yeah that like that feeling of, like pushing yourself and like it, it you can you can again it releases the endorphins it makes you feel good and like yeah
0: just reframe that into like something something a little bit more positive and mate it's it'd be interesting your thoughts on this is training especially like the the more intermediate and advanced you get it changes your perception and perspective in that you you're not just obviously developing yourself physically and this is where it becomes less about the aesthetics and becomes more about the resilience that you build like you build a yes. more resilience body in terms of you're less likely to get injured you're less like a lot of people are less likely to get ill um you know, you're more likely to have better health markers but also mentally we know that exercise is fantastic for your mental health fantastic for your cognitive function but not just that The level of like mental resilience it gives you, like when you've done one of those sets, mate, like like a hack squat or a leg press, where it's been absolutely like balls to the wall. And you've not got to do that every week. But when you can go there and you can do that, you build like mental resilience. It makes you realize that a lot of these day-to-day stressors that we can get our knickers in a twist about actually aren't that big a deal
1: that's a that's a fucking fantastic point it's this uh i like this quote from a from a content creator it's like do the hard work when you don't feel like it that discipline yeah, yeah. that it, it it bleeds into other parts of life we've discussed this before but it's like oh the discipline to say no to that snack and then also yes to going and training when you, you you're kind of 50 50 on it it's like that then is such a good thing because what else does that apply to in life? It's like, oh, when you're studying for this new qualification to then improve your life to um increase your income so your kids have got a better, better outcome. It's like that all stems from those little that little mental toughness that you kind of develop. And I think that's a big thing of like, you know, David Goggins, that's his thing. He goes out, he runs. And, but a really important distinction to make here is, like, with the Goggins stuff. And I really like this. I saw this small clip online, and it really spoke to me. Because David Goggins, for those who don't know, he's kind of, like, he's a hardcore dude. He's broke, like, the pull-up record. He does, like, ultra marathons. Um, he had a really fucked-up childhood. He wouldn't be mind you saying that if you know his story and stuff like that. But now he's in a place where, like, he actively seeks discomfort by going on really long runs. And stuff like that so if you see him and his online persona you, you think fuck me like this guy's fucking serious which he is however the like this isn't gonna get as many views because it's not motivation it's not rah rah but then he goes around to say like but when it's your rest day like it's your rest day so you don't need to be going at, at it every day running 10 miles if you plan to rest you rest and i think a lot of people feel this guilt around like oh it's my rest day so i should still be doing something we all feel like that but sometimes it actually takes more discipline to rest than it does to to, to train and just don't beat yourself up for having that rest is what i'm trying to say like that positive message
0: mm, yeah mate and i think again this is where having that that bit of know that bit of knowledge that you know sometimes less is more um if you worked like seven days a week for a little bit you might see a benefit from that because again like yeah on paper and in in our heads as humans more equals better or if i'm doing more work i'll earn more money if i'm doing more work i'll get more business or do more work i'll get better at the job and and th- there is a a short term element of truth to that isn't that yeah, yeah long term sure. you can't just work every day forever at some point there will be a negative response to that whether it's in the quality of the work whether that's in the quality of your performance whether that's in the quality of like how you you know your your energy levels how you feel so like for every like bit of output there's also got to be some input in terms of like recovery and exercise 100 is this and i'm a big believer in less is more and rest days are so important that doesn't mean that you're not you've not got to do anything you might go like slobbing out yeah you might still go to the gym and do some like cardio have a sauna if you're so lucky to have a gym that's got a sauna or a steam room or a hot tub or a swim pool whatever like it just might be not you going balls deep in a set of leg extensions you know what i mean
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely for sure and that's so important because that. The gym can be a place of recovery as well like it's a place of sweat tears blood and all that stuff when the time's right but but then that that element as well, but I think people forget and not everybody has access to those facilities. I do understand that not every gym is like that, but um yeah you just just kind of know that 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 option is there what I would say though, and I think this is an interesting um phenomenon that we both have. So over the Christmas break, obviously, uh, demands on us are decreased somewhat, especially if you've got a a break off work or you schedule time off work. Um, And then uh, we kind of get a little bit more lax in terms of times we wake up, rest times and stuff of that nature. Um, So... During the Christmas break, I was getting on average, and this is tracked, nine hours sleep a day, which is a lot, right? It was just like that is a lot of sleep, Stuart. You you are you are putting in a shift here. However, I just felt I felt good. I was I managed to establish a routine straight pretty much straight away, like still train and stuff like that. But I did have that relaxation time, that that kind of mental refresh. And what I found then in the gym, which is basically going down to what you said numbers went up performance went up focus increased i saw all of these massive benefits from doing less and it's the paradox of training because we're taught in this like, a capitalistic kind of way that the more you train the more effort you put in the more results you get out you're churning you're helping the system it's all but we we, we very rarely have that conversation of rest and when it's forced rest like for example the gyms are closed on certain days and there's nothing else to do so you've got to just chill how how mad is it that that can have such a profound impact on like all those markers that i just mentioned
0: yeah mate 100 percent. i know we spoke about this didn't we about the uh the sleep thing over christmas it's almost a good experiment over christmas because you're you've got the option to actually sleep these like prolonged periods because obviously when you're when you're up you know at these kind of like really early times of like you know who knows five six um a.m you, you you know you generally you're not going to be someone who gets nine ten hours sleep a night do you know what I mean you're just not so when you can maximize that it's a good experiment to see well for my body does not a lot change when I get that extra hour or two or does a lot change. And I'm definitely in the same camp as you mate in that like over Christmas, I I definitely felt like I got some massive benefits in terms of getting like nine hours sleep rather than like seven.
1: Yeah, for sure. Do you know what though? Like I've seen, um, we always talk about Andrew Huberman and I actually want to just like, pass into this slightly. Like Andrew Huberman is such a good resource because he looks at the studies and, um and the facts based on the evidence whereas like in our previous podcast we were talking about uh, a podcast where it's a bit of um not factually relevant claims that were being made let's say like that so with him it's like he's looked at the research and he's gone away and he'll test it on himself and stuff like that and then he'll feed that back and it's like oh you actually have these list of tools that have been proven rather than all this bollocks that's just kind of like oh maybe this will work or maybe you can have this plant or 20th plant to make you feel better but um he recommends uh an nsdr protocol and he mentioned it quite a bit in throughout his um throughout his podcast and you know what i must admit like i i listened to it many times and heard him mention it many times i was just like no i I just it just never really resonated me to try it but just so we got we're clear nsdr is a non-sleep deep rest protocol and Mm. it's kind of a form of yoga and it's very kind of meditative and i'll just explain what it is it is basically you lie down um in bed and it's a little bit like an afternoon nap i would say so it doesn't have to be done in the afternoon so that's a bit misleading but you basically lie down and then you listen to a tape and it takes you basically through a full body relaxation it kind of takes you out your head into external sounds, back into your head, focusing on your breath. Very, as I say, meditative in a sense. But this deep form of relaxation is a way to, one, allow your brain to process all the information that's coming in at you um, because that's basically where we kind of map the, the new information in when we sleep, when we take a rest. But it also allows us to recover. So he actually recommends for those of us who struggle with getting Um, adequate sleep or enough sleep to do an nsdr protocol Mm -hmm. and that then gives you kind of a much more it's like a little hack basically and he doesn't like using the word hack it's the tool to basically increase the the state of restedness like using this hyper relaxed state so um it's yeah and i've been using it over the past past couple of weeks like not every day just when i when i can when i have got half an hour where i'm feeling a bit fucked I will have that and it, like, like today I did it and I felt I feel alive like and it's just something so simple so it's definitely worth um having a little look into if you've um if you've struggled getting sleep on a day or so and you can do it for 10 or 20 or 30 minutes so yeah you can youtube that and it might might come in useful one day
0: yeah mate, that's that that's interesting and again it's it's I suppose it's just trying to use like the evidence and the science of like different um <clears throat> different things applying it to our own lives and seeing if we feel a benefit from it right
1: yeah for sure for sure like it's like the the the, um sample size of one isn't it
0: mate yeah 100 i know you um i know you're going to talk a little bit about new year gyms as well mate weren't you in this in this episode indeed that
1: is correct so i was i've been observing i've been looking at um i've been looking at life as it passes me by uh, being in the gym and obviously i went in the gym on tuesday and i've not been at know, i've not been at this gym during a january and i looked around and it was the classic kind of yeah like this is busy busy now and i kind of thought to myself like there's a lot of people here that will that try and start a new good habit and stuff like that uh, there are a lot of people here that i won't see after two weeks and there are then people that I do know who will leave because it's too busy and stuff like that. And then it just kind of got me thinking, really, like what makes a gym a good choice? And are there differences between gyms? And then I thought there is someone really good to ask here because Rory's like, been around. He's trained at a lot of different gyms. Like, is there a difference? And obviously, it's very personal. Obviously, you've got to have commute times, you know, kind of accessibility and stuff like that. So, yeah, have you got a, an initial thought on this, like the different types of gyms?
0: Yeah, mate, a hundred percent. Um, I suppose you've got different <clears throat> categories really. I'd probably mm-hmm. separate them into um commercial budget, yeah, uh independent gyms and um I suppose kind of like your higher end uh commercial gyms. So like, you know, your Nuffields, your Ballantines, um your places like that. Yeah, like David Lloyd, for example. David Lloyd, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're a little bit different to say pure gym, gym group 24 7. Um, and then in the middle independence, you know, that's your kind of like, you know, the gyms, the gyms, which are kind of, I suppose, more like bodybuilding gyms, gyms that don't, you know, that it's one center and and, and that's it. They're a little bit more, you know, that's where I put like your backstreet gyms. Um, yeah, y- you're sure. kind of like, uh, your industrial estate gyms. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and they, they, co- they kind of go off into their own little subsections as well. But I suppose, yeah, that those are the general ones that you will different ones that you'll see.
1: Yeah, and I To be fair, I've trained at all types of gyms. Now, my question to you is, and I, I was talking to my barber, actually, uh, it, was a, it was a conversation I to the room and we was talking about training and stuff like that. And he was saying, oh, he trained at a gym local to uh, where I was getting my haircut," And he said, I just I just didn't like it. It wasn't good. The machines were shit. Rah, rah, rah. And then he trains at a World's gym in Warsaw. I think that's yeah. what it's called. And I was like, okay. I mean, he was like, the machines are so much better. And so I was thinking to myself, I I mean, let let, let me be clear before I go too far into this. Anything is better than nothing. So if you're just starting out, then just, Whatever gym works for you and you can get there consistently, yes, tick that box. Yeah, but yeah. when when we're looking at a little bit more intermediate stuff, and not even necessarily changing gyms, but just popping out for like a day out. Oh, I'll get a day, I'll get a day pass here or this gym yeah. just to just just to kind of keep things fresh. What's the difference between, let's say, a budget commercial and then like an independent, um, well-known like Worlds or Saxon or something like that?
0: Yeah, so mate it's do you know what it's it, it's a tough question to answer obviously with commercial gyms you know it's it, it's a bit like going into a, a home bargains right you know what's that what's that old saying of like um uh prices are low but stack them high kind of thing you know you go <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, yeah you got loads of people in there they've got themselves a bargain because their gym membership's like 15 quid a month or whatever there's loads of like equipment um you can pretty much guarantee it's all going to be matrix equipment in like pure gyms gym groups yeah those yeah. kind of gyms nothing wrong with that at all um but like again you can accept that you might not get quite as good a kit as you will get in the independence or in the sort of higher uh higher quality like commercial gyms but that's not a problem like if you're what i would say is if fitness needs to be accessible for you so if you need to train somewhere where you've not got to worry what time it opens and shuts pure gym gym groups are amazing because they're 24 hours yeah if you just need somewhere that's got plenty of space where you can get in you can do your workout in 40 45 minutes to an hour and get out Pure gyms are fine if they're if if that kind of I suppose that kind of gym membership allows for you to have more luxuries in other areas of your life. That's not a bad thing either, you know. If you can, you know, I know some people who because they train train at a cheaper gym, they're happy to pay for coaching or they're happy to have more money to spend in their social life. So that's there's nothing wrong with that. Like you know, there's nothing wrong with cheap and cheerful gyms. Um, I suppose the issues you run into are. The equipment's obviously not quite as good, uh, which is one. They're incredibly busy. So, yeah. you know, my my other half, uh, Jess, she, she went into Gym I think, on Thursday morning at 10 to 6 in the morning, and it was fucking rammed, mate. Wow. Like at 10 to 6 in the morning, but it's a big site. it's It's th- probably got thousands of members, and that's off-putting to a lot of new people. They all go sure. to the same place. You know, they all go to these kind of big... and And, and they are busy, and, you know, if that's not what you want... I would say it's worth paying a bit more and going somewhere that you feel more comfortable or that isn't as busy because you're more likely to stick to it and you're more likely to get the results you want. Is that worth an extra 10, 20 quid a month? In my opinion, yeah, no brainer. Um, So I'd pay, I'd pay a lot more than 10, 20 quid a month for that. But like, again, just, I suppose it all depends on, on who, right? So that's kind of commercial gyms. And then you mentioned independence, didn't you?
1: yeah for sure, it's just like kind of what what not what who does it suit because that's the wrong way to be looking at it. And we are talking here of like a a transitionary period of people for existing trainees or you know, kind of I guess people who've never been into an independent gym like what would they expect to be different
0: from pure mm. gym or the gym group? The atmosphere is different. um you can expect, I suppose slightly louder, slightly more like <laughs> I suppose, like um aggressive is the wrong word but like slightly yeah, more yeah. um like harder music you know you more let's like get house hip-hop bass line um old school r&b generally that's what you'll find a lot of independence which you know for me is a good thing um i train in an independent gym there is a few of them but it's still an independent gym in that like it's you know it's it's a i wouldn't say it's a chain because it's probably not big enough to be a chain um and i would say that um you will get mm, you'll get better equipment most likely so you'll probably get like slightly better equipment and that's normally because the owners are into training the staff are into training so normally there's a bit more investment on the equipment side um i would say Um, what else would I say about independence? Um, I
1: I think there's probably like a little bit more of an understanding, like a mutual respect for people who are training there. Everyone's a little bit more, and this is meant with no disrespect even, but everyone's there um, for a bit more discipline, a bit more focus on a specific goal rather than the cheap and cheerful. Obviously, you, the price is lower and i say this to everyone like the barrier to entry is lower so you're going to get more people in there and that can somewhat be distracting sometimes and like mm. again that's not that's not a negative thing for people like mm. people are doing amazing to get their health up and stuff like that but sometimes when you want to train and like you think oh i like, that is that machine going to be finished like it's just is that really worth the the, the 10 pound a month to you you know to, for that mm-hmm. for that hassle
0: i think the other thing as well I might say is there's definitely more of an atmosphere and probably more of an environment for people like people generally know each other a bit more whether you mm. see that as a good or a bad thing is up to you um like there's more of an atmosphere if you you know kind of get i suppose you know get to know people in that particular gym it can be a good environment to progress people are very like you know people are generally a bit more i suppose want to push you more in those sort of gyms um one negative i would say is they can be clicky yes okay okay yeah they i do i clicky. do know what you're saying um maybe you know whether that's you know whether that's good or bad i don't know obviously people form tight bonds when they train in a certain place or, or go to a certain pub or go to a certain he- uh, barbers for like you know so many years so that's normal but they can be clicky which can be off put in and i think yeah, that no, no. no matter what gym you're at if you feel that like People aren't fond of you or it's a bit clicky and you're not you're not sort of involved in the click as it were. It's off putting. Um, I know a lot of people who have said to me, mate, like th- that place is clicky, that place is clicky, and that's up to them at the end of the day. Um, you know, there's you know, we're definitely spoilt for choice, especially in the West Midlands, mate. There's some fantastic gyms. Um, so yeah, I suppose that's that's what I would say about independent gyms. Um funny story, actually, mate, you brought this question up today. So and if you can read my t-shirt let's have a look
1: go on show the audience destination is what i'm reading
0: so destination gym so the friday before christmas me and my uh training partner jack instead of training legs on the thursday we said right we'll do a little gym tour on the friday we're both having a day off work so we headed down to destination gym in stoke and i'm happy to name drop them in this in this podcast episode um it's comes under like stokes staffordshire and i kid you not um it was absolutely amazing and the reason i say that is because um i'd seen it on instagram it looked really friendly Um, amazing top end equipment uh very much what you would call like a boutique slash higher end gym um it's an old aldi building So, pulled up outside. They've got like leg day parking bays. They've really gone in (laughs) on this place, right? It was eight weeks old. So, it's probably what, 10 weeks old now. So, walked in, spotlessly clean. There's like a cafe at the front for people to get coffee, Wi Fi, food, you know, all that kind of thing. There's a shop with like supplements, t shirts, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a big reception desk. Straight away, a big smiley like hello. Again, really friendly, felt welcomed um really professional that like we had to fill out our like you know waiver forms emergency contacts or things like that i know those things can be a ball like to some people but from a professional yeah from a professionalism standpoint i was impressed like if i was going wanting to know i was training somewhere safe but friendly but a wicked environment i got that vibe he told us a little bit about head business has gone the first eight weeks the structure of it you know this is our owner we're you know we're the guys who run it um mate, equipment the best equipment in the uk full of prime wow. full of uh, cybex uh full of hammer strength full love um some arsenal pieces so like they really want it to be the kind of one-stop shop for like for like gym um go in the changing room spotlessly clean nice showers big like big space a sauna mate absolutely amazing and i had a wicked session there and and something i really liked as one well when they come in they said was okay lads like we really appreciate you coming down anything you put on social media if you tag us we'd love that but we just ask that you respect all of our members um and that's all we ask really and i thought that is brilliant. Like you felt welcomed. They set their stall out from the beginning. Really, really good. So, that was just an experience I had recently that I thought was quite good. So, but a lot of it's what you're looking for in a gym and what you're looking to avoid as well
1: yeah for sure i mean exactly for if you've got like a 50 year old trainee woman who's just never been in the gym before probably not looking for those things and it, no. it is all it is all definitely relative and then so a lot of people were looking for classes what's the community like and based on what you were saying there it, it, something that really resonates with me actually like I think for for the cheaper gyms or the more exp- uh, the more expensive ones with the spas and stuff like that they do have a lot of classes on and I think like a sense of community is massive because like there's a there's a form of accountability there that you um that you kind of get with people like oh you know what mate you're showing up like you coming on tuesday that kind of thing and like that can be a massive benefit to those type of gyms but there is but what I'm trying to say is like there is sometimes a benefit to when we when we're stuck in a rut of training you're just not kind of feeling it, you can have a bit of the benefit just to have mix a peak up. elsewhere just have a little mix up and we've done it we've both done it haven't we where we've just like right i'm trying training here training here just let's, let's see how it goes and then you just get a little little kick up the ass one thing i do want to say um it's a little bit of a a peeve of mine a pet peeve and it really yeah. really does does bug me okay and this is this is going to happen with your cheaper gyms or your franchise gyms uh, and this is again this is like a plus for the independents because they care more like at the, at the end of the day the margins aren't so great it's more about mm. the people less about the the business and pluses and negatives to that but if you're going to know it's january and you own a, a franchise of gyms or you've got you're the, the manager of a gym i think it has to be your prerogative to ensure that we, we foresee any problems that are going to come up. So let's say if you've got three broken treadmills and you know it's going to be the busiest time of your month, as you say, you, you're probably going to be putting people off if they can't get on any equipment. And that really annoys me is because it's like, these are people who are actively trying to pursue getting better. Mm. You know, a New Year's resolution, it's a trope and all that, but at least they're trying. And if, you, if, if the reason that they stop, like, their journey early on is because they can't get any equipment in your gym because it's broken. Not necessarily because it's too busy. You can't control that, but because it's broken. That really bugs me. Like people come to my gym and then one of the toilets is broken and the sauna's broken, but you've just started and so you think I've just I'm paying all this money and mm. then now I can't get into here. And then you kind of get deflated. Whereas this should be the greatest time where you kind of set in that habit, you go in, you enjoying going, you think, wow, now I'm going to the sauna, this is a treat. Like, and you, that's taken away from you. It's just frustrating because, like, I just hate to think of, like, you know, the butterfly effect of, like, people that have made the decision, like, you know what? It's probably not worth it. Whereas, <laughs> though, that little thing, whereas they did get to go and chill out after, i might think, this is a really good place. Like, this is a good thing for my life. So, that's my kind of plea to kind of any gym owners, I guess. Just kind of try and be proactive. Don't just be responsive and then shut things down. Like, if you know, it's going to be a busy time of year, just, you know, put more staff on, help out, you know. <laughs> be problem preventative and all that stuff but yeah that's a little thing for me i train at a um at like a more a spa slash gym and i like it because of like the way it works for me because like some gyms they've got like bands so like one gym gives you access to another gym and anything that's in that band of gyms Mm. um and it's got decent equipment but when you go to these kind of gyms again one of the things i value a lot in a gym is business aspect so i don't want to have to then wait around for lots of equipment or whatever yeah so by making it more expensive the 50 the 60 the 70 pounds that sometimes you'll pay even more like david lloyd and stuff you do end up pricing out the riffraff i i say that in the nicest (laughs) way possible but like i do mean this in like when you get teenagers where they'll group around like in the gym group for example they'll have like five of them to a bench I don't need that kind of in my life do you know what i mean i need i just want to get in there and do the work like i'll have a chat with people i like networking i like the hard work and i've got a few mates in there that i'll have a chat with and stuff like that but like i'm happy to go on my own independent like i'm doing this whereas like those gyms that like, it can it can be difficult to kind of like get onto any equipment but i think there's a massive things to be said and i think it's quite alluring to people to be able to go into the swimming pool into the sauna as a chill out thing. And I make the argument for spending that amount of money is because I spend so much time there. If I am there five times a week, mm. I spend two hours there a time, then it's a no brainer. I'm ba- basically living there at that point.
0: Mate, 100%. So, have you ever if, been in anything you, like that? Mate, if you think a, a day pass at like a bog standard gym, even like a pure gym, is like five, six quid. If you did that like three, four times a week for a month, that's what you pay for a Nuffield banantines memberships so are like. I, I really think that like there's nothing wrong with paying expensive for a gym membership. I mean, mate, I did my, um, I did my course at third space, didn't I last year? And that's like phenomenal. That's got everything. Then their gym memberships, obviously, you know, inflated because it's London, but I'm sure it's like, you know, 150, 200 quid a month. Um, really? But, uh, but you think like the level that the level that is there, you know, the seating area, the changing rooms, they'll wash it. They'll do you're washing for you. you you know like it's the it's that level and and some people are happy to pay it because you know if you're all you do is work go home and train, you need somewhere you know it's almost like a home isn't it you can get a coffee you can have a nice shower you're not gonna worry about your bag being stolen this kind of thing yeah yeah. um so, so mate no it's true mate like you know ultimately it's true um yeah so yeah i don't think price obviously unless you know price is a big thing for you it shouldn't put you off but if it caters what you need it's probably worth the investment
1: yeah i think so i think like at the bottom line it's an interesting conversation just to discuss the nuances even if you're not looking to change gyms because i'm not i'm happy where i am you know i see good people get on have a good workout all that good stuff but um but i like I, I genuinely do think like paying that little bit more if you're unhappy somewhere or looking elsewhere is so so worth it because again like if you are investing the time and you're 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 already past level one and two really you're training regularly if you're interested in this conversation it's like why not just take it to level three and like like really invest like get the best out of this to what you need for you you know
0: but 100 yeah, percent
1: have you got anything else to say, Rory, to the people? Or shall we leave it there?
0: Yeah, mate, I think that's good. Let's wrap it up, shall we?
1: Indeed, indeed. Uh, I'll let you say the farewells and the goodbyes. you, everyone, for listening
0: and all that. Thank you, everybody, uh, for, for listening in and tuning in. If you've got any requests at all, then just drop me or shoot a message um, or even um, share some thoughts on the podcast. Give us a like, subscribe. All of that good stuff. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And the only way we're going to get better is with your feedback. um So I hope everyone has a, a great rest of their weekend, as it is the time of recording. And uh yeah, we'll speak to you all soon.
1: Thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you soon.
0: I'm sick of dreaming, I just want the feeling of you, in my, bed. Of you in my bed. I'm down to just. Right below your waistline Want you by my head